Welcome to Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm your host, Trisha Carr. Thank you for being here with me today. Before I get into the show, I want to tell you about a few things that I have going on. First of all, every other Sunday, the next one being May 6th, I am holding an intuitive and mediumship development class that anyone can join it because it is online. We hold it live together on a Zoom video call. And so if you're interested in this, then why don't you go over to, actually the best way to do it is to go to my Facebook page or group and you can find that by facebook.com slash Trisha Carr Charm or if you want to join my group that is facebook.com slash groups slash Charmed Life Love and it is actually the pinned post. It's a class that I hold, I'm like I say, holding every other Sunday. It's $44. It is like a development circle. It is um, coaching, live coaching and you actually, I will be doing lessons and also will be coaching you as you practice your gifts with other students. It's an amazing experience. This is basically how I really made a lot of strides in my reading and different healing abilities. And so I hold this space in a way that really will help you to develop exactly what you need to do to um, move into your abilities in a more evidential way. So do go check that out. Like I say, it's best to find it on my Facebook page at this time. We'll put it up on the website sometime soon. I also am, I have registration open for my Empowered Empath and Highly Sensitive Intuitive, and you can find that at Trisha Carr Charm slash Empath. We, we will begin the program mid-May, and there's going to be a lot of augmentation to how I did this program before, in case you heard me talk about it before. I'm going to be bringing in there a lot of dynamics about the relationships that empaths and other highly sensitive and intuitive sensitives hold with the rest of their life and the world world in in, um, in general. So uh, there will be live lessons, live coaching. It is a really uh, full, robust six-week coaching program with a lot of other passive material that you self-pace on. So go check that out, please. That is, again, trishacarcharm.com slash empath. And finally, I would like to tell you that I am holding a brand new community on Patreon. This is very exciting. I'm super excited about this. Patreon.com slash trishacar. And I have all these different amazing um, levels of, of a patronage that you can join. And one of them is actually we have a live group meditation every month. The first one, or the one that's the next one, I should say, depending on when you're listening to this, is this Monday. And so it's going to be around the full moon every, every a Monday around the full moon every month. And we get together, and I hold this live activation or meditation, and then afterward, I produce it with often with sound design that is specifically designed to activate or open a certain particular um, intention. And then I send that MP3 to you. And then there's also a group meeting every single month that will be around the new moon. And we just get together on Zoom and we hang out and we fellowship. Maybe I'll teach. Maybe I'll do a little reading. We will see how that goes every month. And so go check that out because I'm super excited how engaged we can be by um, being together on that Patreon platform. Again, patreon.com slash Trisha Carr. All right. I also want to say hello to the Lightworkers Lab. This is the online spiritual community that was is founded by my friend Crystal Ann Compton. You can find us on Facebook, and that is facebook.com slash group slash the Lightworkers Lab, or just sat, search the Lightworkers Lab in Facebook and the group that comes up. I am a moderator and a teacher, and we have all kinds of amazing development and supportive fellowship, all kinds of 
I just can't even, I can't say enough about the Lightworkers Lab. So I hope you will go and find the Lightworkers Lab. And again, a, a big happy hello to the Lightworkers Lab because we do broadcast this directly there every single week. All right, finally, it is time to start this show. It's very exciting. The two gentlemen that are on my show today are the host of Realms of the Supernatural podcast. And they, uh, Andrew, or actually, he said Andy, I should call him Andy. Andy Maka is a healer and a psychic medium. And Lee Solway is the co host and the podcaster for this really cool podcast. I love it. The Realms of the Supernatural. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. 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 <laughs> oh well, I'm. It's such. It's such an honor to have you both. It's. Uh, and and of course, you're joining us from across the pond. So thank you for making yep. the time. No, yep. Absolutely no problem. Yeah. So so looking forward to coming on, won't we? Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Well, why don't we go ahead and talk about your journey or the podcast? Let us know the kind of work that you're doing and let the audience know about what's up with you two, please. Okay, well, essentially, it's a paranormal podcast. Uh, we we deal, you know, it's predominantly with the paranormal, although we do stray into various other subjects and cryptids. Yeah, cryptozoology, mystery, occasion, occasional conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this all came about um, well a couple of years ago. Now we started the podcast. It was under a different name. We recently changed the name, haven't we? Because yeah. Yeah. varying different reasons but it all came about due to the, the fact we both experienced paranormal uh, events in our lives uh, and you know which compelled us i guess because we you know we start out by listening to stuff online youtube etc and then you know i thought well we've got stories to share so we'll An start a podcast as well to share, so. and, you know and see if there's other people out there like-minded who find it interesting maybe and uh, you know so far it's proved yeah. that people do Yes, very much. I think that the the idea of supernatural or paranormal or however you look at it really serves as a catalyst to open you up to the fullness of who you really are as a as a spiritual um, soul. I guess you would say is that yeah. is this the and would, tell us about some of those experiences that sort of opened you up. Would, would you say these experiences sort of catalyzed for you the an awakening or some kind of new full healing experience? Uh. Well, my personal experience, I'd say yes and no, because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it sounds strange to say that, but it, but the first experience I really had was a UFO uh, encounter sighting, and which I believe was an alien craft. Mm. Uh, and I can, I mean, do you want me to go into the experience? Do you want me to tell you the story? Oh, I think so. I think yeah. so. Jarvis wants you to. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. No, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so you. You'll understand why I say it was an alien craft, but okay. essentially what happened is uh, we was probably, there's three of us, there's me, my brother, and a friend called Gary, and we was probably about 14, 15, and we used to play this game. It's like, a uh, do you do tag over in the States? Mm. It's a similar game, but it was based, it was team-based, so it'd be two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided this night that we was going to dig a tunnel so that the other team wouldn't be able to catch us, they wouldn't know where we'd gone. So we're there late at night. It's probably about eight o'clock. It's dark. And we're on this park digging this hole under this fence. Brother's laid back on this tree because he wants no part in digging a, digging a hole. Yeah. Okay, so he's laid back no, here. that sounds terrible. <laughs> so he's laid there. We're doing all the graft. He's laid there watching the stars. Clear night. Moon was out, nice and full. And he says to us, hey, that star looks a bit big. 
And we looked up and it was, you know, it was big, but, you know, just a star. So we carried on digging. About, I'd say, 15 minutes later, he says, that star's moving. Okay, so we look up and the star was. I mean, you had to look at it. If you took your eye off it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't see, but it was actually moving. And so we all stood there. We all stood watching this star and it just moved, moved, moved. And then, like, a click and it was a craft. Mm. Um, it was like, it, it, you're familiar with the old um, film reels? Yes. Uh, well, it was like, it was a figure of eight shape, but two film reels, if you like. Oh, cool. Und- underneath, it was, uh, it had no lights on it, but it had a, a sort of, sort of, you know, like oil on water. Uh-huh. Uh, that hue that you get. Yeah. Well, that's what it was giving off. There was no lights as such, but it was, it was, it was shimmering, if you like. Yes. Um, and then it, eventually it sort of moved off. But the, well, I remember because we were all stood there watching this. And like I said, you know, I said before, but we would still be stood there today if uh, if this if the other guy didn't want there, we saw it because we shouted to this fellow across the way, like he was walking his dogs, and we said, "Mister." Uh, what's that? And he looked up, and as soon as he saw it, he just took off running. <laughs> uh, he was running. Dog. His dogs were following him, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. obviously, at that, at that point, we started running. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we chased after after him, like. Um, but there was no, there was no fear. There was no jeopardy. Uh, none of that. It was just literally because he run, we we run. Uh, but like I say, the, the, uh, going back to your original question that should have really compelled me at that point to get more into this. But the problem was that memory didn't surface for another six years or so. Re- so did it, it went away instantly? Yeah, I believe so. Cause I can never, I can't remember having a conversation with my brother mm-hmm. or my friend the next day or the next day or you wow. know, the, the following weeks. Uh, like I say, I was just watching something on TV, maybe six, six, seven years later. Mm-hmm. And this thing came on TV. It was a similar situation. It was an old old lady had seen a similar craft. And I was watching it, and it just came straight back into my mind. And I, I got on the phone to my brother, rung him up, says, um, you got to come and watch this. He came and watched it. He was sitting there watching it with me, and he went, that's what we saw. So had he had a memory block about it too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, but then when he – so it was jogged by seeing this. Do you think there was Absolutely. like a, a men in black situation that, that they came later and erased the memory for you? Or I do you know? know? Yeah, I, I, I wish there was, but I, no, I can't, I can't honestly remember anything like yeah. that. It was just – you know, like your mind, your mind you, know, cut, cut, you know, puts these things sure. away, you know, if it's a car crash, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know if it was attributed to that, like more of a shock thing, mm-hmm. uh, and, the, and the mind just put it to the back of your mind, but – I really don't know. All I know is that, that as soon as I saw it, I remembered it. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he sat there and he just reeled off exactly what happened, what it looked like. Uh, and he don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah. So I don't know. So again, like I say, so this, so that led into uh, you know the future experiences. But between sort of that time and the time that came to my memory, I'd actually seen a shadow man. Mm. Uh, in, in the contravening years there, like. Mm-hmm. Was the shadow man, uh, were you, f- did you feel fearful and uneasy when you saw the shadow man? No. 
Okay. And that's the strangest thing about it. Well, I'll tell you why, if you're interested. Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> I'd love is... to know more about them because I'm fascinated. <laughs> the reason I say is because there is, if you look up shadow man or shadow people, that is, there's, there's, then you'll find that shadow people are, you know, basically really negative energy. Um, maybe they're earthbounds that have gotten really, you know, maybe it's kind of like demonic or whatever. So okay. that is a thing. But also just sometimes when you see spirit in particular, particularly some earthbounds, they come in shadowy. And so it's not exactly what, if you look up shadow man or shadow people, they're two different, two distinct things. Just sometimes, especially if they're earthbound, they don't, they can't really material, get, get in the light spectrum uh, of materialization for you to see much more than shadow. Does that make sense? So it could have been just a very um, basic kind of mundane, just neutral person who yeah. didn't cross over, you know, just a ghost. <laughs> which I know for a lot of people, probably not oh, a lot of people yeah. this show <laughs> necessarily. No, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who, who was mean, not negative at all. The thing with, no, with real no. shadow people is that the, yeah, the energy is so intense yeah. and so intensely yeah. scary that, you know, you, that's, that's what you experience right away. It's almost like you don't, it's not necessarily even your own fear. It's just because that's the energy that they, the frequency that they are. So I don't know if that that resonates with you or if that helps you at all. <laughs> Something uh, well, to think about. <laughs> more more uh, questions than answers, isn't it? But I mean, <laughs> what I would say about it, I mean, I, like I say, I've looked into a few of these and mm-hmm. and you're right in majority of cases. But this was weird because I didn't get the impression that it was, um, it, you know, it was it used to be a human, if you like. Mm. I got the impression this was a thing all on its own. Maybe uh, it was thought form then. Maybe it was thought form energy that still wouldn't couldn't materialize that much on the light spectrum for you to be able to see. Possibly. E- you I know, mean, does that make I mean, sense? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, as much as it can do, you know, because it's still, <laughs> you know. But uh, I, I mean, I must point out that this shadow man did attack my friend. Oh. Okay. So okay. it did. Uh, we was, when I saw it, we was walking up the stairs. She was in front of me. Uh, we was off to bed and and it reached out, it reached its arms out and pushed her, mm. tried to push her down the stairs. Oh my gosh. Before, before running off over the landing. Uh, and they usually like it at a certain time. Yeah. So. Did your friend feel something like physically? As if. Yeah, she fell, she fell back on me. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, I had to catch her before she was falling down the stairs. So. Well, I just, I just had an uh, encounter with poltergeist, a poltergeist um, day before yesterday. And it was interesting. I was actually out. I was I was just outside of my bedroom, which has a door to the outside. So I was walking back in, and my cat was it's all glass door. My cat was just on the inside of the door. And as I looked at the door handle before I approached it, it was outside because I have very strong boundaries. So things can't really get in my house. I mean, uh, things that are. And even even positive, you know, you you, you got to have I have business hours and, you know, you're not allowed in and, yeah. unless I welcome you in specifically my guides. They're, they're around me all the time. They're welcome. But um, I saw it was like I saw a holographic hand and the hand and the handle of the door holographically like the, the actual physical one stayed stationary. But I saw a hand and, and the holograph like moving the door down. And right. when and then I was just like. You know, my attitude about it was just like, like it didn't even startle me at all. I was just like, no. <laughs> but my kitty on the other side, he was like, whoa! <laughs> he jumped yeah. back. The cat, the cat knew. The cat. He, he didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. and there was, uh, there was no, there was no noise. It was just. Yeah, no, there was no noise. It was totally holographic, yeah, but so it was the cat interesting. Up the sense then. 
he so, saw he he saw it physically. Like yeah. he saw it standing. I just saw the hand, and mm. and then I just then I took the doorknob like right away. I was like no, and I just walked in. And as I walked in, and my cat like jumped back, and I just said to him, "Yeah, I saw it too." My husband's like, "What?" Because <laughs> he always hears me talking <laughs> talking to the yep. cats about what we're mutually seeing. Anyway, that um, that's really fascinating. So, uh, but yeah, my mine was well, mine's never stopped. Mine's okay. been since I was a child. I saw. Yeah. I've seen spirit come in my house. Mm. We've seen him outside. I've seen, I've I played I played with them as well. I played yeah. games with them when I was young in my bedroom. Um, they was the good ones. Mm-hmm. They usually the not so good ones came to me at night time, which made me a bit more frightened as I was growing up because they used to <clears throat> um, try to pull away my sheets, mm. you know, and um, try to, and it, that kind of frightened me a bit, you know, quite a lot. Um, I was I even physically. Um, felt their breath on Ooh. my neck, you know, as they was, because I shared a bed, a bedroom with my two brothers, mm-hmm. but they never woke up. It was always me wake up at a certain time in the night, and um, again, it's they they tried anything to get their get my get my attention, and uh, it was, but you know, the, I, I, I I wouldn't say it was evil. Um, I think it was just a bit mischievous. Sure, you know, what, when you're psychic, the light comes on. Mm-hmm. You know, the light comes on. They see that light, and they. I know. I know. I get told you, didn't I? Mm-hmm. It's quite funny this, but it's true. Funny, I'll tell you now, Trish, it's the truth. There was only one safe house, uh, one safe place in my house where they could not get me, mm-hmm. and I used to sleep in this place, and it was in the toilet. Oh, oh so I, you? I were... to, yeah, at night time so when sad. they used to try and get me out of bed, I used to head for the toilet, close the toilet door with my with my sheet and a pillow, mm-hmm. and I used to fall asleep, and they could not come in that toilet. It, well. Yeah, Jarvis is like, why? Well, I think it's because you you believed it and you held sovereignty there. You know, you 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 felt you held your yeah. you know your strength there, and you felt your boundaries very strongly because you know, as we know, we can't experience anything with 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 which we have a unless we have a like frequency with it. And they frighten children pretty easily. Children are. Yeah. It was interesting. Someone recently, a student said. If children are naturally are just high vibrational, how come they get afraid of you know earthbounds and ghosts and everything? And I said, well, ho ho ho, children are naturally high vibrational. We have to talk about what that means. Now, sure, they are purer, but yeah. it's a pretty scary life. So they they are really oriented to fear a lot of their life. So <laughs> I mean, I it's terrifying being coming from yeah. the spirit, you know, beautiful heaven basically, and then being a very fragile in this fragile instrument. So, um, do you think that's why, Andy, that yeah, you felt strong so. there? I think I, I adjusted quite well. Uh, mm-hmm. when I got, it was just my mum and dad got a bit frightened. I was going a bit too loudly. Um, so, I, um, they tried to put me on drugs. I, I, oh. I, I used to go to psychiatrists mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I was quite normal, like, like a normal child. But <laughs> I saw things that other children didn't see. And right. As I was growing up, it kind of. I think in the end, I, I just turned over and said, just leave me alone. That's it. Just leave me alone. And, and in the end, they kind of left me alone. There you go. Yeah, there's that sovereignty yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. It, you know. I mean, just to put in there, I just want, I want to get your view on this. I mean, I had a, a theory about the, the, you know, because we talk about children seeing ghosts. And yeah. I, I wonder if it if it almost coincided with the, you, you know, when the um, the schools form and, and you get the plates. Mm-hmm. I've totally forgot the name of them now. The, the stitches, the stitches lines. Yeah. Well, it, as that's forming, obviously, as it calcifies over, and it, it, there's a hole there for I think quite into almost into the you know 
what was it about eight nine going is on it? for that oh i didn't know it was that long but yeah yeah well it's not solid until you're into your teens but obviously there's a hole there for a few years and mm-hmm. then obviously it's, it, it fills up but it's obviously a thin layer and then and i wonder if once that shut completely i wonder if that's blocking you know the third eye if you will blocking um the the energy or whatever actually resonating in that third eye so the, the older you get the less intuitive you are um, i think i think it's the uh, mostly when you go to school that's when it start the kids that's come down a bit that you know the brainwashing the you know a child is seeing things and the teacher says oh no no it's, it's, it's all in imagination don't mm. believe it and the child says okay the teacher must be right sure. so then it starts coming down a bit down it and you start losing that kind of sight yeah know, yeah uh, on the physical side of it i mean I, I hadn't ever considered whether the closing over you know the hardening of the skull had to do with it i would say on the physical side what could definitely be impacting it is the the stuff that we that is in our diet that is toxifying yep. to you know that is cal- that does calcify the third eye. So we have fluoridated toothpaste and water, just to name one thing. And yeah, yeah. fluoride is yeah will will calcify the third eye, the the actual pineal gland, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the literal physical instrument. And also, like Andy points out, that you know being being told to shut it down, but also just it's totally natural for us to orient our priorities to figuring out how to survive physically. That is that I mean that is a soul intention is to come down and be physical and survive so your your blueprint and your your sole purpose is actually oriented to physically surviving so you're a fragile being physically fragile and it's like well i can't stay i can't depend on mom and dad forever because they're also flawed (laughs) so i better start figuring out (laughs) how to manage this on my own so you prioritize and start paying attention to society and relationships that are physical and then i think then it's well the good thing about that journey too is that in that path, when you do kind of shut, whether you shut things down or not, but if you shut it down to some degree, then you can focus on working out some stuff about the ego and becoming less fearful and becoming more, becoming stronger. If you feel strong in the physical life, then you're going to be able to feel stronger working in the realms of spirit. I think. Does that make sense? I mean, I would. I, yeah. I, I did. I opened up much later too, at least totally consciously, and. I, this is a story I've told before, but literally when I was about 20, 21 years old and a friend, a colleague was talking about doing mushrooms and she said, oh, it's really amazing. You see all these colors and everything. And I was like, that sounds great. And then she's like, and then, then I see, then I saw all these fairies and gnomes and I said, fuck that. I said, uh-uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. I, and I literally said to her, I am white knuckling this reality right now, trying to not see fairies and gnomes. Nuh-uh. <laughs> But now, (laughs) at 44, I actually, I teach classes about how to have relationships with fairies and gnomes, (laughs) literally to be able to see them. So I wasn't wrong. I was trying to not see fairies and gnomes because at that time I was a very fearful oriented person. The life was very scary for me at 2021. So I didn't need to add in their other dimensions. (laughs) I I I think it's, you know, as long as you're strong in yourself and if you get, I mean, you you my house is always spirits coming in and out and they're all doing something. And mm-hmm. my wife goes nuts and I just try and calm her down. So yeah, there's passing through, don't worry about it. Yeah. But I think you've got to be strong and say, whoa, goodbye, not today. Mm-hmm. And they do go. They, they will do. go. Yes. You know, it's, it's, I'm interested. Uh, you mentioned not calling your guide. He'll you take them out. You mentioned the fairies. I'm just interested. Mm-hmm. In, is, is the majority of fairy cases negative? Because, I mean, I 
saw what I believe was fairy when I was mm-hmm. younger, and that that was definitely negative. What what was the? Uh, I will. I'd love to answer that question. It's one of my favorite questions. Can you? I would love to hear about what you saw, though. I'd like to hear your experience before I um, yeah. answer. Okay. Well, <laughs> this was, uh, and I think I must have been, and this is another one where I sort of put it out of my mind. You know, I must have been imagining it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was about 10, 10, 11 years old, something like that. And it was during the school holidays. I do remember that. And it, I came downstairs and we have at the, our stairs is like, there's a door on the stairs. We call it a cubby hole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just a void under the stairs. It, it's got a door in it. You just put the Hoover in there and stuff like that. And this was full of stuff. So there was the Hoover and there was all stuff in there. And one, I went up past it and the door was rattling just a little bit. And obviously the door is an inner door. It shouldn't be rattling. So mm-hmm. I opened it and inside the door was a little boy about my age, <coughs> dressed in robes of what you might imagine uh, a wizard to where you know the hat and robes with stars on uh, moons probably wow. purple purple and yellow and yeah, uh, yeah just like the gnome he, he looked, <laughs> but he was he was showing himself as a 10 year old boy right so he starts talking to me and it was it was general conversations and the really weird thing is is that i didn't run away i it, it's almost like i felt like i uh was on some level with this thing i maybe know known him previously uh, anyway, he starts talking to me, general conversation, shut the door, and I go out and play. Next day, same thing. And this probably went on for maybe five, six, seven days, something like that. On the sixth, seventh day, walking past, doors rattling. This is early morning before I get my breakfast. Walking past, doors rattling, open the door. This boy's there. Now, I should point out at this point that it, although he's showing me as a young boy he's mid from his midriff down from his waist down was invisible because obviously there was stuff debris in in there you know the hoover and stuff so he he couldn't actually physically be standing in there Mm. so he was i was going to see him from the waist up he's talking to me and then this is the he's never done this before and he offers me uh i could well i did i describe it as a test tube it's about the easiest way to describe it a test tube with some liquid in and he says go and drink that and I said, no, you're all right, you know. And he said, no, go on, drink that. You know, you need to drink this. And I said, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. You know, I'm off to get breakfast. He said, no, you need to drink it. And uh, and I said, no, no. And I started backing up at that point. And he got really aggressive. And he said, you must drink this now. And he tried to lunge for me. And I backed up. And with that, he started. His face changed from a little boy to what I can only describe as you know, best described as like a gremlin. You remember the gremlin yeah, movies? Yeah, sure. Yeah. His face sort of morphed into that with rows and rows of teeth. And like I say, he was lunging at me. I just slammed the door shut. I remember holding the door for an hour, but it was probably only 30, 40 seconds. The door was vibrating. Um, And then the door stopped. There was nothing, no noise, anything. I went out to play and then he never, that's the one, yes. And he never, but yeah, like more rows of teeth than that. But um, (laughs) That's a critter. He never showed himself again. So interesting. Well, uh, now, why is it that you are you have a strong feeling that it was elemental energy or nature spirit energy? I'm not saying it's not. I'm just curious yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. made you I, land on that rather than something else that was cryptozoological or shapeshifter or earthbound it, astral somebody that was sophisticated. Uh, yeah, I guess it's just because, you know, looking into this stuff as I got older and older, I started seeing these stories about, you know, going way back into the, you know, you know, to folklore where mm-hmm. people had encounters what they call the grey folk or the fairy folk. Okay. And they describe them 
uh, a little bit similar to what I described, but maybe a little bit. Well, actually, they're describing more often than not, they're looking like the grey aliens. But oh. that's another that's another subject. But the they actually describe a similar thing where they'd offer you food mm-hmm. or drink and they used to disguise it with what they call glamour, mm-hmm. which is where they get where glamorous. And this, um, yeah, that's what they actually describe the, the, the fairy folk looking like in an island and that. But they would, so there'd be like twigs and worms and all this kind of stuff, but they disguise it with glamour mm-hmm. and you'd see it as a beautiful banquet mm-hmm. and you'd go up and if you was to eat some of that, you'd become a fairy folk mm. and there was no way back. Mm. Um, and so obviously reading them stories years later, I thought maybe that's what he was trying to get me to do. Yeah. If, you know, if I had taken that drink, would I have become, you know, another missing right. child? Or Right. That's a very good point. Well, okay. So let me answer you then the question you asked me. Basically, so the, the elemental energy, whether fairy or any of the Davic realm, I mean, I only work with very, very, very positive ones. And sometimes at most, they might be a little um, like one one guy in particular that I was working with was just a bit impatient. And he was very helpful, but he was kind of like a type A impatient, you know, was just like, hey, listen to me. Listen, you know, do this. You know what I mean? Like, but he wanted to be helpful, but he wasn't super <coughs> warm, fuzzy. So the best way I can answer that question, the way that I like to answer it is, can you imagine what the the realm of the fae think of the humans and if you said if you if one fairy said are the humans good or are the humans negative you know <laughs> it's like well <laughs> some of them actually kidnap you and would do horrible things to you so you know what i mean like they're they're yeah. at least as in in all of the realms of of non-physical or or semi-physical as the the elementals are the elementals tend to be they they are made up of one to three of the elements but just not all four and that's why they might be partially seeming physical and not exactly on the same light spectrum as we and not as dense so that's that's what i think is that they're they're at least as varied as humans you know and that's pretty easy how good are humans some of us are really pretty horrible and there are there is definitely a contentious relationship with a lot of the fairy or the elemental realm because they are in charge their their entire existence is about keeping Gaia and who is ruining Gaia who is who is devastating who is like so unconscious about our relationship with the earth and so a lot of them are extremely angry and maybe at war in the way that some countries of you know humans are at war with one another because of some history and all that kind of stuff but others are very very compassionate and much much more ascended and can be patient with us and can really help us especially the davic realm they might step back and they're not as again maybe not as warm fuzzy but some of them will be but they in my experience they aren't necessarily as chatty or you know, um, they, they don't have the same ex- com- exactly, I would say, empathy about what we do as, say, our spirit guides who have been human do because they they get the gig of being a human and they, they're guilty of the things we do as well, you know, in their past. So anyway, that's does that make sense? Does that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think yeah. they only can use the energy that we give them anyway. Yeah. So if it's good energy, they can use a good energy. If we give yeah. them bad energy, they have still to use it. Right. Very, very good point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They only can use the energy what, what's given to them from, yeah. from Mother Earth. So. And since it, I guess since it was seemed physical 
he seemed physical mostly, but but then partially non-physical. It does make yeah. sense, logical sense too that it would be elemental or something like that. You know, not necessarily all four of the elements. It actually seems like he was lacking water. Does it seem like maybe he wasn't didn't have the water element? If you can discern, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, it's difficult to say really. Um, Did you tell you know, your parents about that? No, no, they wouldn't believe me anyway. But. It's a good job you still yeah. though, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I don't yeah. remember actually telling anybody at the time because, mm-hmm. like I say, it was a summer. All- I know it's a summer holidays because I know shortly after that I was out playing with my friends. And again, like I say, if, if my friend offered me a drink five minutes after that encounter, I would have took the drink off him, no problem. Yeah, but for whatever reason, I did not want to take um, that drink from him. It's right. just mm. instinctive. It was just really weird. Mm-hmm. Well, you probably had some good spirit guides whispering in your ear. <laughs> The ones that care for you. <laughs> Actually, wanna, I want to tell everyone that we are. We will open the phone lines three two three five two four two five nine nine because I think you collectively, you two have really fascinating experiences, and I'm sure people would love to ask some questions yeah. again three two three five two four two five nine nine. Or if you have experiences anywhere along these lines and you want to share them, we I think we would love to hear about them. And so, at some point, though, both uh, of you, both Andy and Lee, you these experiences began to inspire because now you're on the side of being past definitely just, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being in the experience of being fascinated with a phenomenon, but you're definitely on the side of, um, I would say healing and growth and, uh, um, inspiration. Would you, that's what, this is what it seems like your work is about. You know, I, I try and sum it up more like we're just trying to get this message out there that these things do happen Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they are part of our reality. Mm-hmm. I know we try and shut it away and, you know, all the dogma and everything, but they do actually exist. And, you know, we're trying to get that message across that, you know, yeah. we, we you know, we want to sh- present ourselves as, you know, we're not just doing a show because we, we're interested in this stuff. We, yeah. We're doing a show because we've experienced this, yeah, I, yeah, um, you know, yeah, this crazy stuff, if you want to call it that. And, uh, and that's what we want. We want people to come on and, share their experiences and in, in, in a place and environment where they feel safe to do that because we know that this is you know is is fair for for ridicule you know every you know if you mention this to, to nine out of ten people you're gonna get ridiculed for it uh, if, we, if we can get through to one person then we've done our job but again it's you know because me and Lee we've both been through this and you know i still see spirit they still see me and i still communicate mostly by mind now i see them only as an out shape but it's mostly mind Mm. I can hear what they're saying. Now. It's a bit, you know, um, it was about two years ago. This was quite inspiring to me. Now it's usually only female voices I hear in my head. Oh. Never made. I don't know why. Huh. I don't know. It's usually female. And it was about two years ago. I was laid on my bed. I, I was. I wasn't thinking of anything. Um, I wasn't. Uh, it was just a normal day, just relaxing, chilling out. And it was a voice outside I'm a of bit, me. I'm a bit worried here. Well, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> laid, you laid on the bed hearing female voices. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I was, I was laid on the bed and I just I was just drinking a tea, nothing in mind. I was okay. And then something, a voice outside of me, to my right side, my right ear here. And it was just above a whisper. Just above a whisper. And I, I think what it was, because I've been dabbling into, you know, I've been going to people's houses and helping try to move spirit on and bits and bobs about life and helping people uh and this female voice just said to me love is the only way home mm. that was it Beautiful. and maybe i was maybe 
trying my hardest to, I was thinking maybe what, what did she mean by saying that to me? Love is the only way home. Why just say, she didn't say nothing else, just that. Um, so we're gonna know, get that. maybe we're she was get saying is on a t-shirt, aren't we? Possible, yeah. <laughs> Especially with me back as well. Um, so I think she was saying is no matter what I do in my life, and if I can try and help people and um, get some truth information out there, you know, you know, no matter what I'll do, I'll be okay. Um, That's beautiful. I I yeah. I, st- I got a little t- misty when you said that because um, my wedding song had almost the identical lyric in it. And I say my, my, so my husband is a composer and songwriter and he wrote a song for his sister's wedding who, who married a few years before us. And I, I love it so much. And I love his sister. I used it as my wedding song and in the bridge, I'm I'm trying not to cry because I'm getting so (laughs) sentimental in the bridge. It's called say forever. The song is called and the bridge of the song, because my sister-in-law is a historian and she's talking, she says, I've been, I've been looking for a way, way down in these dusty pages. I keep turning every day. Um, I came across a poem written by the ages and it says, if you can love, if you can love, you can find your way home. Yeah. 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 Well, so this lady, I I don't know. I, I did not see the lady. I couldn't see her. Uh, I just heard the voice in my ear, and mm. she was out. She was next to me, and all she says is "L O V E" is the only way home. Wow! What she and it made, I was looking. I couldn't see any. I, I didn't see her. I just heard the voice. Mm. Was your was your kept you for quite a bit? I just so. want to know: Was your husband inspired to write that particular yeah. lyric? In? Yes, yes, he wrote the. Well, he yes, absolutely. He, I mean, he is as a <laughs> as a songwriter as a composer. It's that to me that's exactly the same thing you know art is is intuitive work it's it's spirit work it's spiritual work so yes yes it definitely was yes amuse uh, amuse music (laughs) absolutely when did that happen andy how long ago about two two years ago about two years ago yeah just about yeah just over two years ago and i'll say i just laying on the bed and it just came uh, again it just Strange, That's but beautiful. sometimes like, I, I wake up in the morning, I hear somebody call my name. It's always female. It's never been a male. It's always been a female. Mm-hmm. Say Andrew, Andrew, and then I wake up. I can't see anybody, and that's it. Uh, but that was about two years ago, uh, and it yeah. and it and it, it stayed with me ever since. It must have means. I I think it means whatever whatever I do in my life, whatever I um, inspire to do or to be, you'll still go home. Because, yes, you know that's it, and it was it's fantastic. Again. I, I, I believe in guides. I've got my own guide, my protective guide. He's um, I, he, well, he showed himself when I was little. Uh, he's called White Wolf. He looks after me mm. very well. I go to some places which aren't very nice, so he always asks White Wolf to be with me, and I do. Um, and I know he's with me. I've been pushed, I've been pulled, I've been tugged, but I haven't been attacked. Again, if I go into any place, I always get asked for protection, all all the time. Ask for protection yes. before I go to the building and to any place and white wolf do you think is is white wolf a, a formerly human or is this is yes, white wolf i think a... so yeah he's again i i hired a few well again a few dreams as a little and mm-hmm. um and it, it, you know them, them dreams you used to have where you used to uh, um dream and then you so you think you woke up mm-hmm. but that, yeah. now you're still you're still dreaming i had quite quite a few of them yes. uh but white wolf was always on my bed uh laid there like a lucid dream yeah yeah, kind of lucid dream. And then or I woke an, up. And, or an and astral, maybe. Up. Yeah. Uh, and then I woke up and then uh, I thought, I'm, I'm awake. 
and then I used to see him walk back past my bed, and I used to wake up again. So it was, uh, and then as I grew older, I, I just knew I could sense him, and I could. My bedroom is is full of Native American Indians. I know everybody's got a Native American to guide. It's it's the kind of thing, but I know it's cliche, he's yeah. yeah. But I know my one of my past life, I was a Native American. I know. That. Mm-hmm. I've got a very so many very very special medium friends, very good psychics. Yes. They, they, I think uh, one time I went into um, one of their houses, she went nuts because she said all she could hear was pow, wow, 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 pow, wow, wow, <laughs> all the way around me. So, I thought, you know, it's not my fault. They came in. I didn't invite them. They just came in. So, but yeah, it, it's really good that, that to know that you've got a, a guide who, you know, you can look after you and you, you protect it. And just trust. I agree. Is, you've got to trust. It's kind of magic. It's kind of. You know, if you can trust and really think that 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 guide to protect you, it nothing can touch you. Nothing. Absolutely, building really, that building that relationship has been building those relationships. I should say, really has uh, made my it, it expanded my my ability to be able to experience you know realms of spirit because they're right there, and you know it's you know them, you know them, you know them, you know them, and you feel them, and um, it's re- it is they're really beautiful relationships. We, yeah. we actually, we do have a call, but Jarvis, I want to tell you, I just emailed you a link of that song. If you're able to pull it up, maybe we can end the show with it. That's I emailed it to weird, oh, Tony, <laughs> to Tony. <laughs> yeah. Can't reach it. Oh, the name is called Say Forever. It's on my SoundCloud. Say, say forever. Say forever. <laughs> Jarvis and I are doing a little, <laughs> little on the spot, a little on the spot. <laughs> Production. <laughs> should I, should I send it to you, Jarvis? There's no such thing as coincidence. Everything happens by design. That's what my saying. My husband's the artist. It's on SoundCloud. I'm going to put it on my Facebook. Maybe you can grab the link there. All right. So yeah. let's go ahead and take. Uh, let's go ahead and take a uh, a call. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Good morning. This is Virginia. How are you? Good, Bridget. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I I love listening to your show every week and. Um, I'm going through a um, sort of um, an enlightenment period of my life and um, seeing the number 55 everywhere, everywhere I go. And I know it's a message from my guides that I'm actually in your intuitive intensive course as well. Um, So a lot of things are shifting for me. And 55, I will tell you numerologically, um, it, 55 is the number of adventure and change, but it's also the number of freedom. If you look it up, you may not see freedom as much, but some people don't really mention five to be freedom. But I tell you as a life path five, that freedom is what five is kind of ultimately about. <laughs> what what, five's, what five wants, because it wants, the reason it wants adventure and it wants change is because it wants to feel free and it continues to want to feel free. And of course, when something is doubled, then that's double resonance. And I have we have Andy who is also a psychic medium, and Lee who has uh, who doesn't profess to be a psychic medium, but clearly he is with all of his <laughs> sightings and all of his seeings. He will do soon. I'm willing, and he will know soon. <laughs> and what do you? How do you feel, gentlemen? And do you have something to offer Bridget about her 55 and the enlightening that she's going through? Not sure about the 55 uh, for myself, but I, I would like to know if she's had any dreams uh, about teeth. Mm. dreams about what i'm sorry it's dreams about teeth you know involving involving teeth in any aspect of teeth like teeth falling out or no 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 but my teeth have been kind of sensitive the last couple of weeks which is interesting well there yeah, you go that's a hit you know, 
One, one of the, you know, teeth sort of sign signals like a new beginning, uh, especially dreaming the teeth. Mm. Um, so, you know, just could just be the start of a new chapter in your life. Maybe something that you wanted to do for a while. You can just maybe just do it, you know, grab it and do it. My, my, my take on it is that uh, if, if you think your guide is close, talk to him. Mm -hmm. Talk to him, say hello to him, because the, the, all they love to is to talk to you. All you've got to say is, uh, welcome, you know, who are you? Just to ask, to ask him his name. He'll give you his name somehow. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I, I talked I talk to a couple of guides and that they love being, you know, called upon all the yes. time. And uh, you know, it, once a guide comes in your life, I think it just changes completely, completely changes. Things start to happen that, you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, but you get some people who are a bit, you know, blinkers come down. And you know, the guides are knocking on their head, and they want to, you know, try and give information. They don't want to listen, but you know, they, yes, the guides love to interact with you and want to help you. You know, it's, I think it's part of your journey. You know, I mean, I mean, it's a hard place this mother earth anyway. It's a classroom. It's a hard. It's a very, very hard classroom, and they're there to help you to uh, plug along. You know, it's. This is what they're for, and you know, a guy comes into your life. If he can make any difference or put you on another path, it's um, they love it. Yeah, they love, they love it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's um, I'm. I actually put my notice in at my career. I'm I'm a teacher and I work um, for administration, and I'm feeling a higher calling, and I'm I am taking that leap, and um, I'm thinking of working with uh, some kind of life coach to help get some of my ideas, some clarity around what I, what it is I need to do, but there is this definite acceleration of purpose that's happening right now. So it's a little overwhelming and I'm, I am trying to really learn to connect with my guides. And I think that right now feels a little fuzzy and, 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 um, and foggy for me. So I'm, um, that, that's a whole new thing that I'm starting to learn how to do with, you know, taking Trisha and Crystal's course here. Well, uh, good luck. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Well, they, will, they will show Thank themselves. you. They definitely will. Yeah. I, and I was just reminded this morning, I was thinking about the time when I was, I think probably basically what, where you are in your growth, Bridget. And so it's interesting they, that my, you know, my guides or your guides were coming to me and saying, remember that time? Remember what that felt like? And I was remembering that it was like, overwhelming, exciting, frustrating, all of that because it was new and it just felt like there's so much to learn and experience. But you, you, you get on pace in a way that feels very comfortable. And I think one thing that can help to, to lengthen Andy's um, advice about the guide is just think, just one guide. Or you, like you get him and say, can I have a master guide come forward? And you know whatever name pops into your head, don't judge it. Like it could be Jane. Don't think, well, that's not very mystical and cool. <laughs> it could be a very, <laughs> yeah. very important reason why Jane is the name that you get because, you know, who ne you never know. She could be someone that you historically experience or just at some point you may find out that that name and everything about her is, is perfectly tailored to exactly what you need. So, you know, just, just take it simple. It all, it all fills yeah. in in a, in a very natural pace at, at some point. But congratulations. I, yes. yeah. I, I hope it's sort of, yeah, the, the waters are a little bumpy now, but I think I just need to to relax into it and just keep listening to you because I always hear some little bits of, of, of love in there. And um, also thank you guys for coming on the show. I've loved this. Um, today was great. And Trisha, you're amazing. And I do love you. I love you, Bridget. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. Thank now. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
And so, Andy, you said Lee will find out soon. So you feel that Lee is heading yes. to some yes. sort of... <laughs> I've told him two times. He won't listen to me, but he will. Eventually, he'll get there. Um, and it's usually, you know, even before you, we come here, you know, we make a... It's kind of a, not a written contract, but it's kind of a, a contract, you know, for your life. We don't hit up and hits. We're supposed to hit. But, you know, the guides who say, we'll come in at a certain place, we'll come in at a certain time, we'll come in at a certain time. So there are doors when the guide comes in and, it, and maybe it's not up to the us to recognize the guide when he comes in. You know, I mean, mine, my, I'm, I'm so thousand percent sure that my, my guide has been there since I, I, I came on here, came mm-hmm. on earth. So, you know, um, some guides come in later on, um, but I've, I've seen, again, it's hard to uh, other people's lives and where they're going to go. So, but I feel with Lee, he's, he's going to open up soon. He yeah. will. Mm. Well, you've already had a clairvoyant experiences, not not just clairvoyant, but to where even the physical senses were orienting to the to the spirit seeing and hearing. That's that's yeah. pretty, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I used to play, uh, again, I'm Trisha, and it, honestly, these was females. I don't know what it was <laughs> of females, but again, um, I used to tell my mother, and she, you know, my mother's, yeah, okay, whatever. And I used to go to my bedroom, and I used to see them on the wall, Bit huge faces on the wall, maybe three or four of them. And uh, I used to play with my um, plasticine, you know, and I used to make food, my fish cake, and I used to laugh on that with me. And, you know, I thought it was normal. <laughs> I, <wasn't, laughs> I think I think there was a loony at the time. I thought it was normal. But sure. After a certain while, they disappeared. And then that's this is when I started to get the uh, achievers ones at night time, um, you know, coming yes. through. And, and it did make me laugh a bit. But uh, after this, um, I still I mainly get mind now. I can see them through my mind. They show me pictures. Show me they show me houses. They show me mm-hmm. areas uh, of whatever. And sometimes I can hear voices. Very not very often, but it's through, I can see the pictures and get the names. They just come. They come. So yes, um, you know. But uh, they. Can I just uh, yeah, can I just I just want to make a quick point about that UFO that I saw and mm-hmm. the reason that I, I think it was an alien spacecraft. The why I say that is because it it seemed like it was um, tuning in to mm-hmm. us. It was presenting itself to us. It had no reason really to to appear where it did, other than the fact that we was looking at it at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like it, if you want to say, read our minds. But, mm-hmm. uh, the only the only UFOs I have seen, and again I. Well, the one, the clearest one I've ever seen was when I was going through a really bad time about five, six years ago. And I was really in a bad way. I was down and, you know, I didn't know where my life was going. And I looked up in the sky just and I said, you know, if you're if there, just give me a sign that, you know, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to get through this. And all of a sudden I'd see a white cube right high in the sky. And this cube was going one, two, one, two, one, two, all over dashing. And it, it didn't, it just appeared, it just like blinked in. And it blinked out. Wow. It wasn't a draft. It was just a, a like a white cube. Mm-hmm. But it blinked in. It moved around a little bit. Sure, it stopped and it just blinked out. So Be- I thought, well, okay. that because they use uh, they use some. I don't I don't know how to describe it exactly. I've heard it described how they use dimensionality in order to basically be other you know to travel, but essentially. I think to, to dematerialize and rematerialize, much like what they did in Star Trek when Scotty would beam them up, they would yeah. dematerialize and rematerialize on a different plane, basically. And I mean, we're, we're moving that way. Those, yeah, yeah. The, they, the movies put out so much truth. 
That's and true. If, if you know what you're looking for, you can find it. You yes. know, these bullet decks are quite, they're quite good as well. So. And and actually, it's very it's really interesting, um, Lee. You were when you just were talking about the UFO, and you said tuning. And I just want to I want to give you this validation that I was uh, my guides were already telling me to talk about tuning. So you were picking that up, and you're picking it up from from spirit as well. And the reason that is because, and literally in, in specific t- to you, and when we're talking to Bridget, is that if you just hold an intention, and then be open to allowing your tuning to adjust that that's actually what perception is what spiritual perception is and so that's that was then you started talking about tuning and that's how I actually talk about being able to tune to do it's a big part of my work is to help people to tune to whatever realms that they feel um, connected to so because I I basically connect with mediums mediumistically and with nature and you know and and of course archangelic and all (laughs) the whole spectrum and some people are just really interested in doing mediumship work meaning like working with people's past loved ones but anyway and of course I work with animals as well so um, again if you just hold that intention and you the interest then the heart does the rest and the 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 spirit you know knows how to do that tuning that's just all it is it's like tuning a radio so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very exciting. Well, we're actually almost out of time. So why don't you let folks know how they can get in touch with you or wh- how to find your podcast? Yep. Yeah, well, the podcast is available everywhere that podcasts are generally available, iTunes, and it's just Realm of the Supernatural podcast. Uh, the website's the same, realmofthesupernaturalpodcast.com. Uh, and obviously the Facebook. They, they, Facebook, of course. Yep. Come on to the group and say hello to us. And you know, we do again. We do quite a few about topics, here, don't we? Indeed. Uh, yeah. Few, um, you don't be shy if you come on Facebook and you want. You know, we're there. You can personal message us. It's not a problem. Yeah. No. I, I almost forgot. Again, we we're almost out of time. But you did want to talk about the Aetherius Society too. I mentioned yeah, that at least. Uh, yeah, the Aetherius Society again is another society. If, if people can check it out, uh, it, they, they are very close to my heart. Um, again, if it wasn't for this gentleman, Les Baker, Leslie Baker, I wouldn't be sat here now. He's a member of the society, and I've checked, I've been um, researching, and I've met the people, people as well uh, in the society, and they're just amazing. That's wonderful. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is the man. This is the the master, uh, Doctor George King. Uh, the truth, and at the end, meta, you know, we, we look into at school and all the else, the physics. This man uh, gave us the metaphysics, the truth. Mm-hmm. You know of the truth of why we're here um what what we're capable of because we are uh, spiritual beings having a human experience yes. you know but we're we're more powerful than we think we are but uh, yeah check it out it's it's very close to my heart so thank and, you and i'll tell in case you're listening it's spelled a-e-t-h-e-r-i-u-s society I, i'm i'm right. i'm excited to check it out so thank you for sharing no that problem. I look forward to that. Well, it has been just wonderful having you two on. I hope you'll you will come back again another time. I would love to have you. Yeah, if you can have us back on. Wonderful. I'd love to hear. I I feel like you both have so much more to share. Wonderful experiences. And of course, you could even talk about some of the things that you're learning about from the people that come on your show and the different topics that you're experiencing. Fantastic people. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. Oh, goodness, we just had some (laughs) A light just went out in the studio. There you go. There you go. <laughs> they don't want you to go. Connected, so say give us give us an extra ten minutes off. Right? I know. Who knows what's going to happen? Going to blink out something else. <laughs> 
Again, it is uh, Realms of the Paranormal, excuse me, Realms of the Supernatural podcast with Andy Macca and Lee Solway. Thank you so much for coming on Charmed Live today. And we love to connect with you again. And the joy. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to to Charmed Live today. I want to remind you of my new Patreon uh, profile, and that is patreon.com slash Trisha Carr. Of course, my website is trishacarcharm.com. Yeah, and we're going to play. If you want to play the song and, and do the normal outro, that'd be awesome, Jarvis. All right. So you guys are going to hear it, uh, that song that my husband composed for his sister's wedding, but also for our wedding. I claim it myself, too. So <laughs> shout out to my sister-in-law, Liesl. I love you. And thank you for tuning in. I love you whoever you are. Is it happening? (laughs) There we go. Let the rivers run Let them run like wildest horses through me With the love undone Let them wash my story lands while I open all my senses, lay my fences down in a defenseless moment. My courage is found. Say forever. I'll say forever, and I'll come to you.